We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. There's such a sweet presence of God in this place today. Just a sweet presence of God. A comfort, a love. Oftentimes we... When we worship God, we, we, we forget one thing. When our, in our worship, God will respond to us. Our, our worship is our response to God and what He's done for us. But listen, in our worship, God will respond into your life yes. through your worship. Yes. It's not because He has an ego. And it's not because He needs it. But it's because He recognizes the heart of one that loves Him. He first loved me. A hallelujah is what I can offer Him. God bless you this morning. Please be seated. Hallelujah. It's good to have everyone here this morning. I want to say God bless you to every mom that's in this place today. Let's give our moms a yes. Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due. We honor our moms here today. You know, God could have brought a Savior into this world in a thousand different ways. He could have spoke it and it happened. He could have waved a hand and it happened. He could have thought it. But what did He do? He chose a little Jewish girl and He made her a mom. That's how He brought a Savior into this world. He chose a little Jewish girl and made her a mom. And that's why we have a Savior today. Moms are so important. Moms are so special. I lost my mom about four years ago. And a lot of us in here have lost our moms. And, you know, you, you, you just don't realize what you have until you don't have it anymore. Then you realize. But the beauty of it is, you know, my mom's gone in the physical. But just about every day, my mom's present with me. In the spiritual, uh, there's always something about my mom that comes into my life and comes into my heart. Things that she taught and that she said. And sometimes I just think about, you know, you ever just felt down some days? Something happened, you just felt down. And I think about how my mom just hugged me sometimes. She didn't say anything, but moms know. Dad, sometimes we're not aware, but mom always knows. She always knows. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 20. I just, my, my title of my message today is Mom. Mom. Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 23. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit the one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall baptize of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. And he said unto, unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give. But it shall be given unto them for whom it is prepared of my Father. 
My, the things moms teach us. The things moms teach us. Mothers teach us about foresight. Foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you're in an accident. Tremendous insight. Foresight. Mothers teach us about logic. If you fall out of that tree and break your neck, don't come crying to me. Mothers teach us about maturity. Eat your vegetables or you'll never grow up. Mothers teach us about religion. You better pray that that comes out of the carpet. Mothers teach us about time travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. Mothers teach us about contradictions. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner. I heard that a lot. Mothers teach us about contortionism. Will you look at the dirt on the back of your neck? Mothers teach us about genetics. You're just like your father. Mothers teach us about the weather. It looks like a tornado blew through this room. One of the tasks of moms in her life is just teaching. They teach us so much. When, when you're young, mom holds this massive influence on your life. The thing is, when you're young, you don't realize the influence that's going on. But it's a massive influence. And you know, that's why when in a professional football game, they have the guy come up there because they want to interview him after this great touchdown he made that he says these words, Hi, Mom. Yeah, Dad taught him how to play. Dad showed him all the moves. He threw the ball to him. But you know what? Mom's always the number one. When things look like they may go south in your life, that your life may be over, one of the things most men always say, I've heard men that's been in military and been in foxholes and been in firefights, they say, number one, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole. They all call on God. And number two is they always say, if it's about to be over, Mom, I love you. Those were the two statements they always heard. There's no, God help us, Mom, I love you. Seems that Mom's always on the front lines of our life and our family. In our reading today, it really looks like Mom here. Mom is, we, we always heard of, you know, James and John, the, the sons of Zebedee. But we rarely hear about Mom, Solome. But this is Solome. This is Zebedee's wife. She brings her sons to Jesus. But it looks like she's trying to weasel them in on the best seat in the kingdom. It looks like, it appears like, she's trying to work her boys in to the best place they can get into, not realizing that Jesus' kingdom was not really an earthly kingdom. She didn't realize that His kingdom was heavenly. You know, most look at this story and they see the negative side of the situation here. Here's a mom, Miss Helicopter, and look, these two guys are not 12 years old. They're followers of Jesus. They're disciples of Jesus. And here's helicopter mom trying to squeeze in one more time and get her boys where they need to be, as she feels. And so we look at it that way. But listen, there's a lot of positive about mom here in this story. First, it's mom's approach to Jesus. She obviously knew that the best thing that she could ever get out of life and that her boys could ever get out of life is to go to Jesus. She had gone to many places, but she came to Jesus. And while dad has the ultimate responsibility of teaching and training, 
that dad, yeah, let me stop here because we like for mom to do all that work. But the ultimate responsibility, dad, is for you to teach and you to train. Mom's influence is just immeasurable. Mom hits those places that we miss as dads. And here's the thing. We miss about 95%. Mom picks up the other 95%. Often we don't see it that way until mom goes off on vacation with somebody and we're left alone with the kids. Oh, my goodness. I remember when that happened. Man, God, I'm not equipped for this. You, You better get equipped. Often it's mom that teaches us how to approach Jesus. Most people in my life that I've talked to that come to an altar and know how to worship and pray, they said, well, it's because my mom was a worshiper. My mom was a prayer warrior. My mom went to the altar. My mom didn't have an ego. You ever notice that? Men, we have egos sometimes, don't we? Seems like moms just don't have that same kind of problem with the ego that we have. After all, Mom has so much in her. So she brings her sons to worship Jesus. The first thing she did was worship. When she, you know, you know these guys are following Jesus. They've heard his teachings. They know what he's about somewhat. And yet when they see mom approach and worship, mom is teaching them. Listen, every time you approach the Lord, worship him. It's important. Have you ever noticed that most children carry the attitudes of their parents? I can tell you just what your home's like if you'll just let me have your kids for a few minutes. I can tell you your attitudes toward people, towards government, towards playing outside when we're not allowed to. Kids will spill the beans because kids are so honest. They hadn't learned yet how to lie. If a parent's prideful, arrogant, and negative, most children are that way. They're prideful. They're negative. They're arrogant. If parents are happy and caring and positive, the children are that way. She knelt down before Jesus. She worshiped him. She so showed her adult sons what it meant to respect the Lord. Tragically, it's far different in our society today. Here's the thing. That my question, when I read this story, my first question was, where was Zebedee? Because we give the credit to James and John to Zebedee. But all we ever find out about Zebedee is he's not in the picture. That's the problem in America. Dads were not in the picture. Oh, we think about those dads that run off and leave their wife with the kids and all those things. That's half of it. That's part of it. But many dads stay home, live at home, and exist at home, and they're never in the picture. Where was Zebedee? But Mom, you know what? You're not going to put anything past Mom. She knew her boys needed something. It's just different in our society. We, you know, even in the church, we've lost our respect to come before the Lord and worship. You know, there's a reason that you and I worship here today. It's because He's worthy. It's not because He makes it. It's because He's worthy. If you don't worship Him, you don't feel He's worthy. No, I I just was feeling bad today and feel like worshiping. Listen, He's more worthy than you feel bad.
You don't worship today because, you know, after all, that's not what men do. Listen, he's more worthy than what men do. I can go on and on. We understand something here. Moms, thank you for showing us how to worship. Dads, when we get on board, can you imagine what's going to happen in this church? Well, I do worship, Pastor. Okay, God bless you. You do. There's, we do. But what's going to happen when we all do it? What's going to happen? Mom, you hold a great value in your hand by just showing your children how to come to God with respect. How to come to God with respect. Then there is the appeal for Jesus that this mom makes. When she came to Jesus, she came in the right way. She, you know, one of the things I learned by listening to women pray is they pray the right way. What does that mean? They know how to appeal to God. Most men wait till it gets so hard we can't hardly bear it. Then we come to God. Where you at, God? Man, I, I've been faithful to you all these years, and I need help right now, and I hadn't heard a word from you. That's not the approach that this mom made. She came the right way with the right attitude. And because of that, Jesus asked her, what do you want? You ever thought about that? If you approach God the right way, he's going to ask you, what do you want? What could she have said at that point? Lord, I'd love a million dollars. Lord, I'd love for my husband to be here today. Lord, I'd love to have an easier life. Anything she could have asked simply because she came to him the right way. Wow. The Messiah, the Savior, the Deliverer said, what do you want? That's power. If you stop for a second, that is powerful. It shows that Jesus was really interested in her because he could have just ignored it. But he was really interested in mom and what she wanted. He he didn't ask to ask her that, though. You Listen, there was a part of Jesus that already knew what she wanted. There was that divinity in Jesus that knew, knew what she wanted. He knew it. But Jesus is interested in our appeal to him. That's part of the process of, of us relating to God. And even though he already knows, he wants you to come to him with your cares. He wants you to come. That's the thing, you know, I can remember uh, in the church when I first got into the church, my mother-in-law, man, you could go up there and, you know, when she was praying, you were going to get right or you were going to get out. It was too powerful because she meant what she said, but she said it in such a way that it was like, you know, God's got to answer this because she knew how to appeal to God. That's the reason I'm in church today. She knew how to appeal to God. Mom shows us here that Jesus actually wants to express our hearts. He wants us to express. Jesus wants you to express your heart to Him. You know, not funny in a relationship that men have a bigger problem expressing their heart than women. You, ever, you, know, y'all don't, you don't have that problem. Well, we do at my house. My wife knows how to express her heart to me better than I do. That's that's shameful. I should be able to have that, be able to express the, you know, my heart the same way. And see, that's what God's, that, listen, guys, I'm learning this. Listen, I'm 64. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just as God wants you to know how to express your heart to him, he just wants that expression. Men, that your wife wants the same thing. Just how to express your heart. And it's not really hard. We're, we're just honoring. She knew how to express her heart, and that's what Jesus wanted. Maybe she was really, at this point, trying to get her boys a leg up in this 
whole dynamic. When you look at it, let's just be honest about this. Mom, that's what, especially a helicopter mom, and that's what's going on here. She, she, I'm gonna get my boys are involved here, but man, I'm I'm gonna get them in the right position where they're in the right place. Maybe she was just making sure that they were gonna be taken care of after her and Pop were gone. The thing is, she was honest with her request. She came right out to the point. And that's what moms are golden for. You don't have to. I never had to wonder what my mom. Sometimes I did my dad. But my mom, I always knew what she meant and what she was saying. She could even use her little euphemisms and her little sayings. And I knew exactly what that meant. I, I didn't have to say, Mom, explain that to me. That, you know, that was a whipping because I already, she'd already said this to me before. And I didn't get it then. I, you know, maybe you need a whipping to understand. I came from a different group than y'all did. So. Uh, we don't whip kids today, do we? We don't. That's, that's illegal. Okay. Have a talk with God about it. I'm not going to tell you how to run your home. God will tell you. Don't worry. She was honest with her. Mom was transparent. Salome was transparent. She, here it is. There have been times in my life that I was less than honest and less than transparent with God. You ever gone to God and be a little not as honest as you ought to be or as transparent? I learned something about that, though. When I'm trying to fool God, <laughs> I'm just fooling myself. When I try to hide from Him, He knows. He knew. She, there was no point in her not being transparent. He already knew. And she was the wisdom of a mom. She, she just went to the point. You know, when I try to hide from God, I'm really hiding from myself. Mom just came clean with Jesus, and this is what I want. Then there's this awareness about Jesus that Salome had. There was an awareness about him that she had. When Jesus spoke to her in verse 22, she remained silent. Let me read verse 22. Jesus answered, and she said, I, I, want, I want this boy to be on your right side, and I, I want this boy to be on your left side, and when your kingdom comes, and you know that. Jesus said, you, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall baptize of and to be baptized? He's looking at the boys now. Mom's asking, but he's looking at the sons. Are you able to drink of the cup? Are you able to drink of it and to be baptized with the baptism? And they said, Oh yeah. Or see, they didn't understand the kingdom. They didn't have a clue. But you notice mom never said a thing. Could it be she was silent because for the first time, she realized just how serious the request she had was. This was going to be a little more costly than I realized. I'm asking Jesus is something that I didn't understand. You know, Jesus helped me win that lotto. Huh. Jesus may want you to win the lotto. You, I'll look at you. <laughs> I don't play the lotto. Okay. What if Jesus wanted you to win it? You know why Pastor Don hadn't won it yet? Because Pastor Don really doesn't know what he's asking. It may be more than I could possibly handle. So what's the point? You understand the situation that's going on here. She didn't have really a clue what she was asking. But when she heard Jesus begin to talk about it, 
Jesus was saying, Mom, you don't know, you don't understand. This is going to be a very difficult journey for your sons. This is going to be tough. Can they do what I'm doing? Perhaps when Jesus looked at her sons and asked, Are you up for the job? Mom was standing there saying, Oh, don't answer that. Don't say a word. And the boys, Oh, yeah. Isn't that just like a man? I'm up for it. And mom's probably over there. You know how you, we, we, we'd go to the grocery store with my mom, and, you know, we were all, there's four of us, and we were born within four and a half years. So we were like this. And so we didn't, you know, if you cut up, you didn't get anything. Nothing happened to you at the store if you cut up. Man, when you got home, dad cut up. But sometimes in the store, I'd get a little loud or ask for something. Just don't ask. Don't if you if you're going to get it and you deserve it, I'm going to get it. Don't you know? I would imagine as they, as they were, yeah, we're ready, Jesus. We're going to go with you to the end. She's over there. You, you don't realize what's going on here. And as she listened to Jesus, she became more and more aware of what was really going to be required. How many times do people think that they know what it means to follow Jesus? They think they know, then they get into the Word and they find out, hmm. You know, Jesus said, no man that's smart will build a house without first counting the cost. Have you counted the cost of you living for Jesus? Have you? Are you sliding along there hoping that you get a second-grade builder to help you over here and you get a roofer that's not quite on the, you know, he's on the slide, he'll help you over here, and you can get this Christian house built? on the slide by just a few here because that's not going to work. The house is going to crumble. you got to count the cost first. All right, if I'm going to live for God, these are the things. When you don't live for God, sometimes you're not going to have family. Jesus said it. Sometimes your mom and dad are going to tell you to hit the road. Your brothers and sisters are going to tell you bye-bye. Sometimes people are going to beat you because they don't like what you're saying. Sometimes people are going to cast rocks at you because they don't like. You know, aren't you glad you live in America? You can't do this stuff in America. They could do it in Jerusalem. They could throw rocks and kill you. You do that here. You know, the person goes to prison. When you did that there, they always thought you were really religious. My, how things have changed. So Jesus is explaining this, and the mom's getting more and more aware. So be aware of the actual cost. Be aware. Then there's mom's acceptance of, of the Lord and what he said. Verse 23, and he said unto them, ye shall drink indeed of my cup. Hmm. Jesus makes a very strong statement here. When they said, we're able, he said, okay, ye shall drink indeed of my cup. What's going to happen to me, sons, is going to happen to you. Stop for a second and then research these two men's lives and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptism with. But to sit on my right or left, that's not something I can give you. You notice that mom never once argued. Wait a minute, Jesus, these are my boys. Now, hold on a minute. She didn't have a discussion with him. She didn't get into, okay, well, Lord, can you explain exactly? Tell us, now, exactly what are you going to go through? So I know. He, there was no debate. She never said a word. She accepted what Jesus said to be the truth. If that's what you said, that's what's going to happen. She had a face-to-face conversation with Jesus, and you know what? She walked away a little different. That's the beauty about moms. Dads will fight tooth and nail, 
I'm telling you that barn door is not red. And I'll prove it to you. We're going to drive 570 miles because I'm telling you when we pass that place, the barn door was not red. And so he'll spend two or three days taking his wife to the barn place that had a red barn door. But we're so hard-headed that we just sometimes cannot give up what the truth is even when we remember we passed a red barn door. But moms are a little different. Moms see things as they are and tries to help us to understand that. The Scripture doesn't say much about her, does it? But the Scripture does say this. Her name was Salome, and she was at the tomb of Jesus. She was at the tomb of Jesus. Her encounter with Jesus at this time changed her life forever. And the greatest thing that could ever happen to her sons is not that they would sit on his right hand or his left hand, but they would see their mom, her life changed, and her life given to the Lord. That's the greatest thing she ever gave them. It wasn't his right side. It wasn't his left side. They saw a mom that was sold out to God, even when it was very dangerous for her to go and sit at a tomb. She did it. She demonstrated and displayed the right way to live for God. It's a sad thing in our society today when we as men are not demonstrating the right way to live for God. You know how most men in today's society in church demonstrate how the right way to live for God? Listen, listen, men, boy, y'all, I know, y'all going to quit me, aren't you? All the men are scowling at me, every one of you. Y'all just see it. Scott smiled because he knew I was Scott. <laughs> Scott. We call our wife over. When we want to demonstrate how we live for God, we call our wife over. When we, when we tell our kids this is the way, you know, be, be like, do like your mom. Listen, do like your, that's what we do. Oh, you, we, we're sitting there, all of us are saying, no, I don't say that. <laughs> Actions speak louder than words. And so, dads, we need to understand something. Mom is shouldering a 95% load when it ought to at least be 50-50. It really should be more on our shoulders. But, mom is, but you know why moms do that? Moms have this innate thing about them. It's not only in the kingdom of humans, it's in the kingdom of animals. Moms in our kingdom and moms in the animal kingdom are the garters of their children. Just think about it. In the animal kingdom, in most situations, not all, when the babies are born, the dads run. They don't hang out. There's a few that do, but by and large, in the animal kingdom, the dads are gone. I've done my deal. Now, you did your deal a long time ago. You have nothing to do with this. That's how they treat the female in the animal kingdom. And the female is there to raise. The sad thing is, even in the church, that has integrated into the church. You did your deal a long time ago. Now it's mom's time to take care of it for the next 18, 20 years, 25 years, whatever. And listen, moms. I appreciate you as moms that you're willing to do it. You're willing to do it. That you don't, yeah, you might get aggravated. You ever get aggravated? Don't, wait, wait, stop. Don't shake your heads. Do you ever get aggravated with your husband? Now, Jana's probably shaking her head. She don't, you know. Yeah, you do. 
And we need to take heed to that because there's a reason that happens with moms. So here's the deal. Mom instills a value in us, a need to walk with God, a, value, a need to, to the desire to walk the ways of God and to ultimately fulfill the purpose of God. That's what you th- see throughout Scripture. If you really just research moms throughout Scripture, Scripture, it's amazing how the Jewish culture just had the man on display. You understand why there's so much bad things in Scripture? It's because the man's on display, not mom. Stop, just stop for a second. God, I know you'll get mad at me. But, but we need to understand something about mom. We need to treat mom a little different than we've been treating her. We need to show mom a little more respect than we've been showing her. By the way, when your kids are disrespectful to mom and you do nothing about it, you are disrespectful to mom. And you know what you just did? You just disrespected Jesus. The husband in Corinthians, the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Christ gave his life for the church, and the expectation is we give our lives for our wives. That's the expectation, that we give our life for our wives. And when we don't do that, we have disrespected our head. And your wife, well, some of you, but you'll get, hopefully you'll get past it. Our wife is not our head. Now, there, there are some families, their wife is the head. Y'all need to fix that. Got no amens. Boy, I knew that was happening. I knew that was going to happen. Because neither the wife nor the husband wanted to amen it. But the fact of the matter is, if you're not leading, husband, you need to fix it. Because you're doing a very big disservice to your wife, and you're bearing it to God. Very big disservice. You understand that everything we say and do is written down, right? <laughs> everything you say and do is written down. Scripture says it. Just, just, that's just a little dawn warning. I just threw that in there because so I'm constantly reminding myself. And so today... We honor our moms. Just, you know, a lot of times we think, well, we shouldn't. But listen, by honoring your mom, you are honoring the Lord. He chose a mom to come into this world to save us. He could have spoke a Savior. He could have thought a Savior. He could have, and a Savior appeared. He could have done a million things. But he chose a little Jewish girl, made her a mom, and that's how. You imagine what that was like raising Jesus? Oh, the problem wasn't with Jesus. It was all those other brothers and sisters. And he's just Mr. Perfect. He is. But you've got to understand something. Mom, you are the source of the strength in most of our families. You're the source of the strength, the binding glue in our families. You're the demonstration of God and the lives as your kids get older, mom, you never stop. You begin to just, dis- you demonstrate how God should be in your life and you pass it on. You're the joy in a person's life that knows how to live for God. You demonstrate it. And so today, I just want to say that we honor you today, mom. We thank you. I miss my mom. It's hard on Mother's Day to, to not be able to text or to call. That's hard. But I'm so thankful that a part of my mom is in me. And, you know, if, 
Y'all know, know the stuff I used to, some of you don't. You know some of the stuff I used to do? That was from my dad. <laughs> Coming to God, finding truth, even though my parents were in a different, finding truth. My mom instilled in me something is always search something out. Just always search it out. Just check, make sure it's good. If it's good, just go with it. If it's not, just get away from it. That's what my mom taught me. And you know what? It played out in my life. It played out in my life. And so even though I can't speak to my mom today and say anything to her, I can tell her that in me is her. And I can tell you today that in you, even though you're still here, in you are your kids. In you are your kids. If your mom's passed on, listen, she's still here today. That's why you're here today. Just stand with me if you would. Scripture tells us to give honor to whom honor is due. Give honor to whom honor is due. Our moms deserve honor today, Mother's Day. I'm glad we have a Mother's Day. Aren't y'all? Yeah, I'm glad we have a Mother's Day. It makes me stop and reflect on some things. This morning as I was driving in, I reflected, you know, the 15th of this month is our 39th anniversary. 39th anniversary. Now, you're clapping for her, and I understand that. What woman in their right mind would stay with Pastor Don for 39 years? See, my wife's a little... No, you know what? That's, there's, that, that's the side of her that, you know what? Has Don been stupid? Everybody shake your head. It's okay. Shake. Has Don been stupid? Has Don been ignorant since, since my wife and I have been married? Has, has Don created problems? You know what? I have a wife that's not just a wife. She's a mother. And instilled in her in that motherhood is to say, boy, that's a stupid husband, so I'm going to have to mother him. She would do what a mother would do instead of what a wife would do. Man, we miss that. When we do things or say things or don't do things or don't say things, the mother comes out in them. The mother comes out in them. I don't care if somebody forgets my birthday. It doesn't bother me. It's August the 8th. But if I forgot my wife's birthday, and I hope I haven't forgotten one, if I have, listen, I'd never hear from it. She would never say, forgot my birthday. The mom comes out in her. And so I appreciate that. She's not my mother. She is the mother of my children, though. And so today, moms, I'm going to ask every mom if they would come and stand at this altar. If you feel comfortable standing at the altar, please come. If you don't understand that, I understand with all the COVID business going around and all that. I understand that. But moms, you can stop playing, Becky. Just stop playing. Thank you for, you know, we got, here it is. We got moms that will always do what they're supposed to do. <laughs> so here you go. What you're looking at, listen, men and children, y'all look up here. What you're looking at is the most valuable commodity other than Jesus Christ you're ever going to have in your life. Other than Jesus Christ, this is the most valued commodity you're ever going to have. And I know, I'll be 64 this year, and I recognize the valued commodity that left my life four years ago. And so I want us as a church to pray for our moms. There's an attack on the family. There's an attack on the family. And most of the time we think it's an attack on the husband. 
But when you research, and I, I, as a pastor, I have to deal with families and their lives. When you research, it's really not the dad that the devil attacks. It's the mom because he understands the value of the mom. Dad, you're valuable. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me and y'all beat me up outside when we walk out there. Y'all do that. But understand something. He understands the value of the commodity of moms that we have, what they mean in our families. And so I want to pray for our moms today that God's hedge is around them, that God's strength's in their life, that God's spirit is always working in their life, that the wisdom of God is in their life because they're spending a lot of time and effort taking care of you and me. You know, this, I think this looks nice. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick it out. I didn't even take it out of my closet. My wife did. Man, you can't beat that. Can y'all imagine what it'd be like if Pastor Don dressed himself? Yes, y'all'd be laughing. That's it. Moms do things for everybody else first. Do everybody, men, we. We get our boats and we go to our games and, we, and that's first. Well, honey, I'm going to a game with so-and-so this week. Are, are you okay with that? Yeah. The mind's made up, right? But moms give and give and give and give. Moms, you're, you're, you're incredible. I understand why God chose a mom to bring a Savior. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for our moms. Many are wives to us, and we have moms, but they're the mother of our children. And God, we're so thankful today. The value that you placed in women, the value that you placed in mom. Thank you, Lord, that we can see the love of God through our wives, our moms. And there are moms here, Lord, from, from one age group to the next that have small children, there are moms here that have adult children and now the moms have grandchildren. But they never stop being moms. And I guess, Lord, it's the way you made it. You just made mom to be mom. So today we honor them. And I've asked them to come to this altar, Lord, because I'm asking for, and I know what I'm asking for, a special anointing in each one of these moms' life. A special anointing of the Holy Ghost. An anointing of healing in their lives. An anointing of protection and hedge in their life. Got an anointing around their minds, their spirit, their, their soul. A special anointing in the moms' lives here today. Help us as men and, and the offspring, the children, to recognize what stands before us today. God, let us never go a day from this point forward that we don't appreciate our moms. You chose a little girl to make a mom to come into this world because you knew she wouldn't be selfish, that she would always give to you and give to her son. Thank you for every mom that stands in this altar. They're never selfish. They always give to us. So today, God, in just this small way, we give back to them the honor Let's do them. Bless them. Keep them. God, help me to be the husband and father that I'm supposed to be.
Help me to be in the right place that I'm supposed to be to lead and direct so that that pressure's not on Jana. Thank you again. We love you in Jesus' name. If your mom's still with you today, call her. Call her. My mom isn't, but I have an aunt that was my mom's youngest sister, and that's who I text every Mother's Day. I texted her this morning. She's not my mom, but she is a mom. And I let her know. Call your mom today. Hug your mom if you can. Let her know how much you love her. Let her know how much she means to you. You know, some of us have moms that really weren't what we think a mom should be. But listen, there's things in their life you don't really know about. So can I tell you this? Let that go. Let that go. She was your mom. She didn't do me right. She let me go. She was your mom. Yeah, that was hard. She's your mom. She's your mom. God bless you this morning. Thank you for being here. Moms, again, wow, I couldn't do your job. I I don't want to do your job because if I'm doing your job, I'm not doing mine. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather. And you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.